Arctic. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Friday morning. And that means it is time for our weekly chat with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her this morning on the line, we have Councilor at Large Shane Burgo. Good morning, Councilors. How are you? Oh, hello. Should be working. Gotcha. Now let me try this again. All right. Are you there now? Hmm. I don't know why we can't hear you. Yep, looks like they're going to have to call back. Uh, So we will get them back on the phone. But, uh, of course, the final few weeks we will be chatting with Council President Morad. And then uh, we'll see where this segment goes after that. uh, Because it all depends on who the new Council President is. And So let's, um, let's go back to the phones. All right. Good morning, Councilors. Do we have you now? Hello. Yes, oh, I'm here. Can hear you now. All right, great. Great Wait, to speak with you. Your fingers are cold this morning. You disconnected us. <laughs> no, no. When I went, when I went to the line, I couldn't hear anything, and then it, yeah, and then the call just dropped off. So. Yeah, it was dead on our side, so we decided to call you back. So, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the uh, phone company's playing some holiday games with us here. So, <laughs> I've got to ask both of you and see if either one of you know anything about this. Uh, just because this came up from a caller this morning, apparently Eversource sent out some letters to folks in the West End saying that they were going to be without power from 8.30 in the morning on January 9th until 4.30 p.m. on January 16th. And uh, and now folks are understandably concerned. It's uh, Another caller said that they told them that that was a typo, that it was only going to be during that time period on the 9th. But I don't, I'm trying to get some answers out of Eversource, and I just wanted to see if either one of you had heard anything about this. So I, I have I, not. I have not, but what they have been doing, and I'm happy. What I'll do, Tim, when we hang up, um, one of us will call our contact at Eversource. That does sound like a typo. What they have been doing, and they've done it in several neighborhoods over the last month, they're moving poles. And when they're moving poles, they're doing it overnight to uh, mitigate the amount of time that people are you know, without um without power, if you will, during waking hours. And in addition to that, they're you know moving quicker because they don't have to worry about so much traffic flow in the areas that they're working in. So they've been doing that uh, periodically across the city, and it could be that that's what they're doing there as well. But most of the letters that I have seen like that, they all say the same thing. However, it's just a matter of a few hours. It's not uh, a few days like that letter indicates. But I'd be happy to make a call if, if uh, either of us can get to our contact before your show is over. Um, you know, we'll let you know. Otherwise, we'll be happy to let Chris know. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it seems like even a, even a few hours this time of year can be concerning for some people, you know, considering how many folks depend on electricity to, to provide their heat. Right. Yeah, um, well, yeah, absolutely. And it is a cold time of year, but there are some 
uh, poles that definitely have to move because of safety issues. In addition, they send the letters specifically because, you know, if there are people who rely on oxygen for, you know, for their livelihood, they want to be sure they give them enough time so that they're aware that they can either notify other source or make additional, um, additional accommodations. But we'll find out for you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, I know um, this past week, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week. Th- this past week, there was an appointments and briefings meeting. Uh, did anything come out of that meeting, Council President Morad? Anything that uh, the listeners should know about? Um, we had uh, three or four livery licenses before us, um, which is an unusual amount. Seems like there are a lot of people that are going to the livery license profession, if you will. Most of them are for uh, transportation. We also had um, two people speak to us about um about uh issues in the public um in the public comment period uh council burgo you want to cover that yeah so i was going to say uh uh one particular person who i know we we're i think we're all were eager to hear from um had missed a couple of the the meetings uh not many people are aware that you have the option to come address the city council during citizens input time um, before the meeting at uh, during appointments and briefing um, so we had kept you know sending out the invitation to him uh, when he had put the request in so he had he had come to speak to us about some issues uh, in regards to um, people particularly uh, those suffering with mental illnesses and how they're being treated in the city uh, so giving his own perspective as someone who himself has um, experienced uh, his own issues with mental illnesses um, so it was, it was very interesting and also sharing um, how he's been able to interact not only with City Hall, but, you know, uh, other public safety individuals. So that was very enlightening. And then, of course, Joyce Rowley, um, who was a, a former candidate for Council at Large, had come before us as well to discuss um, uh, defunding uh, the Buttonwood Park Zoo. Um, you know, she had some interesting statistics and facts about why she believes that to be the case, why we should get rid of the zoo, why we should close it down, why she believes it is not something that uh, the city should continue to fund. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with her. I know some people do, but um, I believe our Buttonwood Park Zoo is, uh, you know, uh, one, it's one, I believe it's the third oldest zoo um, in New England and among one of the top oldest in the country. Uh, it's one of our number one tourist attractions here in the city. And I believe that our city workers uh, that take care of the zoo do very well to, to care for our animals. I, you know, she had mentioned uh, a number of deaths that, be, you know, happen with the animals. But I believe if you really look at the statistics, um, you know, compared uh, to the animals that live in the wild, uh, zoo animals, uh, I think it's like 80% of zoo animals live longer than their uh you know counterparts that live in the wild um so but you know again i i just think it's great i think people should know that that is an option for you to come address the city council um especially in in a city where people feel often that they're not heard that they don't have the option to come speak to their elected officials so i always actually enjoy whether I agree or disagree with your opinion, I always uh, really enjoy citizens' input time um, because I, I believe that we should allow uh, our residents the option to come speak uh, before us. And that, I can add to that and say that has been going on now for years. 
Um, you know, people have the option. They just need to call the city council office, uh, provide the topic that they want to discuss, and the uh, ladies in our office will put them on the next agenda. And we've, we've had a lot of people come before us over the years with various topics. There have been some people who have enlightened us about some issues that we were not aware of. So it, as Council Burgo said, it's an interesting part of the meeting, and we appreciate it when people do come. It came up with a caller once where they said, you know, it seems um, like it's a little bit too formal and regulated in, in the way that the council handles it because it's only during appointments and briefings and you have to make an appointment. And when, you know, when I lived in this town, you could just show up at the beginning of every meeting and they had time set aside at the beginning of every meeting to be able to do this. And yeah, that might work in a municipality, but there's a lot of business on the council agenda every every meeting. So it, the, the schedule doesn't really lend itself to allowing long, prolonged periods of time for citizens participation where you might not know what to expect of, of how many people might be there to speak. Yeah, I mean, different places do different ways. Um, maybe maybe all the ways aren't all the right way, but this has worked for us for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm sorry to say that um, maybe, maybe it is because, Council, as Council Burgo said, people don't know, but we don't get a lot of people coming before us. And I, I think that's a testimony to the fact that the city councilors in this city are very accessible to people. And not only can you call us, but we're out and about constantly, as you know. And people talk to us all, they talk to me all the time. I know they talk to Council Burgo all the time about various issues. And, you know, from time to time when people approach me at, at an event might not be the right venue for that kind of conversation but i always provide my card and encourage them to follow up if i have a pen in my pocket i'll take the name and their name and number and i'll follow up with them uh, i think the fact that we don't get a lot of people coming really truly is a testimony to how open and available we are so i mean um, we used to chuckle about former mayor lang he would, he would spend hours talking to somebody on a street corner while everybody was waiting to cut a ribbon. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's just, again, a testimony to how open your elected officials are in the city. Council Berger, I don't know if you want to add to that. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people calling later to criticize that comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, you're not going to please everyone. But, yeah, I think that, you know, especially the local government, I talk about this all the time, should be your most accessible government. Um, so that it's your neighbor. It's someone who lives right next door to you. Um, you know, even um, I like to think, too, it's, um, oh, I just, my whole train of thought just uh, derailed. Um, oh, uh, th there we go. I, I was going to say that we want to be in the business of being proactive as opposed to reactive. So it's very good when we are able to uh, speak with people and, and really get ahead of things uh, before it gets bad. Well, taking a look back at, at kind of the year in review for the council, uh, Council Burgo, I know that, you know, you were working very hard on the issue with housing and, uh, and other initiatives as well. How do you see 2023 uh, in, in your time on the council uh, as how this year has progressed? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I believe that the, the next two years are, are going to be even more fruitful. Um, I, I think these first two years, uh, you know, I, I often joked, you know, my first year was just learning where they keep the paper. Um, so it's just, <laughs> you know, now uh, this op option getting sworn in now, it's like my feet are wet. I, I finally 
have some momentum here of knowing, uh, you know, how to, you know, government works a little bit, you know, the behind the scenes of how they say how the sausage is made. Um, so it, I, I'm hoping to get a lot more accomplished uh, in terms of legislation, um, you know, especially working with the Mitchell administration. They, you know, they have their housing, um, you know, building New Bedford plan. I really uh, am looking forward to working with Josh Amaral and Jennifer Carlani, uh, among many other um, people within the administration to really start pushing forward uh, some changes that we see. You know, obviously I've been a, a big proponent of changes to our accessory dwelling units. I want to finally start seeing uh, uh, moves in terms of uh, ordinance changes for that uh, to start making that more feasible and accessible to our property owners. Of course, uh, there's been a lot of discussions recently about parking requirements. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a, a greater conversation in the upcoming year. Uh, especially for a lot of our congested uh, neighborhoods. Um, you know, obviously we, we, we haven't, uh, you know, taken the vote yet for who our new council president will be. And then obviously from there, whoever the council president will be, will then select uh, our committee. So, but I hope that I will uh, maintain my chairmanship of affordable housing and homeless affairs. So that way I can help usher through a lot of these initiatives, especially as we talk about trying to build more housing units, because we know that is really going to be the number one solution for our housing crisis. So, uh, you know, talking about changing the zoning uh, for the lot sizes to, to help make building, again, more accessible, more feasible for people. Um, I, I, I foresee a lot more committee meetings uh, for affordable housing and homeless affairs, a lot more uh, meetings uh, with these department heads to really start pushing through these changes so that way we can start building here in New Bedford. And, and Council President Morad, I know, um, you know, we've talked uh, quite a bit throughout the course of the year about some of the things that were going, but how would you look at, at this year for the council overall? So, you know, I think the council had a very successful year this year. We did an awful lot of work in an election year, which is sometimes hard to do because people, well, let's face it, when you're campaigning and you're also trying to, uh, you know, do your job and most of my colleagues work full time, uh, it can be it can be overbearing, but we did an awful lot of work this year. Uh, we did good work as a group. Most of us are, you know, very much in tune with each other and what our priorities are, uh, working side by side to try to get things done. Um, you know, I just, uh, there was a lot of noise in the background this year. Much of it uh, was very unfounded and is very unfortunate. I'm hoping next year that we'll be able to move forward and do the city's business without all the background noise. And I think, I think you know what I'm referencing um, as well. In addition, there are some things that I would like to see done, which is why I chose to take another term if the residents of the city allowed me to do that. And I would like to work on those kinds of initiatives in addition to what Councilor Burgo spoke about. Um, you know, there are issues regarding uh, existing developments in the city as well. Uh, things have changed over the years. The city has policies that say that, you know, residents are not allowed to get city services and developments until the developments are completed and the contract has been given back as bond. Well, that worked in the old ages, but in the new ages where, uh, the, you know, it's tough to get supplies, and we've had issues with COVID, et cetera. Developments are taking a lot longer now for them to be completed. And the problem is people that buy in on those developments in the first uh, phase of them are not getting city services, even though they pay for them. So, you know, I'd like to be working with DFSM, the DPI, and the planning department to relook at that to make sure that, you know, we're not 
um, prohibiting people who are paying taxes from getting the services they deserve. In addition, I believe we will look again in 2023, uh, I'm sorry, 2024 at the residency issue. As you know, the administration has given up um, some time of residency in the most recent police department contract. Uh, my conversation with the administration indicates that there might be some willingness to do that in other areas as well. Uh, we have a new AFSCME president um, that was recently elected. Uh, Shelly Avila uh, is going to assume, uh, assume the helm on the 14th. She's been the treasurer there for a while. It's been over 20 years since we had a woman's perspective in the leadership at AFSCME. So I'm looking forward to that as well. I think that she'll do a great job, and uh, hopefully they'll have a different perspective on benefits, et cetera, for their, for their members. It, it really seems like there has been... Um a, a real look at how things have, you know, you talked about how something might have worked in the old days and it might not be the same. There really has been kind of a a fresh pair of eyes on a, on a lot of the way that things are going because you realize that I think coming out of the pandemic and, and that changed people's minds in a lot of ways that the way things were always done might not necessarily be the best way anymore. Yep. And, you know, we've got some department heads who are willing to make change as well. They see it as well. And I think that um, although there has been some hesitancy from time to time on the administration, that um, council working together with department heads, we might be able to make some of that change. Council Burgo, I, I think you share that view. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think there's room for growth and, um, you know, we, we have to be able to adapt, uh, especially, uh, as, you know, uh, I, I just think in, in any, in, in not just government, uh, obviously we deal with different personalities and, and different people that we serve, obviously the people, but I think we have to be willing to, to work together uh, cohesively, obviously. Um, to be able to better serve the people of New Bedford, but also to have a, a, an environment where we all are happy and able to work well together. Yeah, and it does work better when you're all together um, at the beginning, not someone telling you what to do and then picking things apart. You know, I, I had that conversation pretty recently uh, to say, you know, it, it works a lot better if we are all at the table at the initiation, uh, giving ideas and then putting forward a common solution versus, you know, one body of government saying, well, we should do it this way, and then the other body, body picking it apart and there not being any agreement. Uh, that's really what good government is, is talking together and trying to figure out what the best solution is for the people that elected us. And uh, pretty soon you'll be starting it all over again for the new year. And uh, I know, of course, this is the, the holiday weekend, the, the Christmas weekend. Council Burgo, I just got to ask, how much singing do you have to do over the next few days? <laughs> Well, I feel like I've, I've, oh, I'm all sung out, really. But no, I have uh, my. Uh, I, I I'm a parishioner at Our Lady of the Assumption, um, and we have our Christmas pageants on Christmas Eve. Um, so that's probably my uh, next and final uh, singing engagement for uh, <laughs> for the Christmas season. I guess other than Christmas Day uh, mass, but. Yeah, no, I, I've been at tree lighting uh, singing, and then last night at the um, uh, Pilgrim United Church, they had their Blue Christmas service. Uh, I, you know, I, I get to attend every year, which has been very beautiful. It's a it's a service that they put together for the community 
for those who have experienced any loss in the year. They do like four different stages. It's, you know, they light a candle for anyone who's lost anyone in the past year, then anyone who's lost anyone during any time, um, you know, and then for, they do a special one for people in the LGBTQ plus community um, that have lost their family because a lot of times your family disowns you. Um, and then they do one for a loss of anything, you know, a loss of relationship, you, if you lost your job, uh, maybe if you lost an election, uh, you know, stuff like that, uh, you could go and uh, light a candle. But um, so it's, it's you know, a, a very special uh, ceremony. So I got to sing at that uh, last night. Um, so my voice is a little rough right now, especially just in the morning, too. But um, oh, I thought it was because of the holiday greeting. Have you seen that yet, Tim? Oh, yeah. I, I haven't greeting? seen it yet. No, it's out there. It's out there and released now. Oh, yeah. Go out on. Yeah. Go out on YouTube. You'll you'll see us. <laughs> yeah, right. Bedford yeah. Cable Access did an excellent job with that. Well, they do every year, but yeah, I, I, I end up posting yeah. our little snippet of that as well. That I like to joke, it's a, it's our little holiday music video, Shane Burgo featuring the New Bedford City Council. But. <laughs> 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 well, I, don't, I don't know. I, I heard. I was going to say, I heard in 2024, Councillor Burgo, just to give your your voice a little break, that uh, Council President Morad will do all the singing next year for you. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yep, there won't be anybody in the chamber then. She's like, hold on, I might want to get reelected someday. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I thank you both for joining us, and uh, I hope that you both have a great Christmas. Uh, I know Council President Morad, next week we will uh, be joined with you for the for the final time as Council President, and also uh, joining us will be Councilor Markey to come in and kind of say goodbye uh, as, as his term is wrapping up. Yep, we'll be together with you then. And, uh, you know, uh, if you give us an opportunity, I know you're running close, but I'd like to take an opportunity to wish you, your family, and all your listeners, all the residents of New Bedford, a wonderful holiday season. Um, I hope everybody enjoys their Christmas holiday, and I know, Council Burgo, you probably would like to do the same. Yes, of course. Uh, a very Merry Christmas to everyone, and a happy, happy New Year. All right. We yep. will be talking with yep. you uh, and enjoy the Christmas and uh, take take some time off. You know, don't answer the phone just for Christmas Day. <laughs> okay. Well, if someone's calling on Christmas Day, they got a problem, Tim. So that is true. We, yeah. Yeah, we'll pick it up. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. You both have a great weekend. Thank you. I'll follow up with Anthony now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, so we will let you know if they find out anything about the um, the Eversource issue there. But right now I am going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the news with Ariel and then your calls on the other side. Help, so I turn on the microphone. All right. It is time now to go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day from Ariel Dorsey. UN agencies say Gaza's entire population is at imminent risk of famine as war rages between Israel and Hamas. The report published yesterday says relentless attacks from both sides have left over half a million people starving in Gaza where not enough food has been allowed to enter. It claims 26% of those living in the Gaza Strip have exhausted their food supply. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and China's top military official talked for the first time in more than a year on Thursday. The Pentagon said U.S. officials hoped the video teleconference could lead to a broader restoration of ties between the world's two biggest militaries. Air Force General Charles Q. Brown's office said the Joint Chiefs chairman and the head of China's People's Liberation Army touched on what were termed a number of global and regional security issues. 
Former President Donald Trump and Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel reportedly tried to pressure two Detroit election officials not to sign off on certification of Michigan's 2020 election results. The Detroit News on Thursday reported that a recording of a November 2020 phone call captures Trump and McDaniel pressuring two members of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers. President Biden carried Michigan by more than 150,000 votes, defeating Trump by about three percentage points. A national real estate company says most Americans cannot afford to buy homes listed for sale. A report from Redfin on Thursday looked at listings from the top 97 metropolitan areas in the country and found only 15% of the homes for sale were affordable for the average U.S. family. That's a decrease from last year when about 20% of the listed homes were considered affordable. And the Christmas holiday season can be deadly for some. Researchers show more people die of heart attacks in the last week of December than any other time of year. Heart attacks increase 37% on Christmas Eve. It happens most with people over the age of 75 and those with diabetes or who have prior cardiovascular disease. In sports, the Boston Globe reports head coach Bill Belichick wants to stay with the Patriots. However, owner Robert Kraft controls his fate and could part ways with the six-time Super Bowl winner. Meanwhile, two men have been charged in the death of a Patriots fan after an altercation at Gillette Stadium. Patriots fan Dale Mooney died after collapsing during a fight with a group of fans at the game between the Dolphins and New England in September. John Vieira and Justin Mitchell, both from Rhode Island, have been charged with disorderly conduct and assault and battery. New England will square off against the Broncos on Christmas Eve. The Celtics continue their road trip tomorrow afternoon in Los Angeles when they tip off against the Clippers. Boston is coming off of a big win over the Kings where Jalen Brown and Derek White each had 28 points to lead and scoring. Peyton Pritchard also chipped in with 20 points off the bench. And the Bruins will face off against the Jets in Winnipeg tonight. Boston has dropped four of their last five games but hopes to snap a two-game skid following a recent loss to the Wild in overtime. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Friday, everybody. Bundle up. Very cold outside this morning. Dry conditions. It feels like in the mid-upper teens this afternoon. Another cold afternoon with plenty of sunshine. Less wind. So that is a good thing. Dry conditions overnight tonight. And increasing clouds as we head into this Saturday. Slight, slight chance for some mixed precip Saturday overnight. And then again on Sunday with milder temperatures. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci Del Gar- in on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. participating in Whamageddon. I hope I didn't just ruin it for you. I would assume that by December 22nd, you've already experienced Whamageddon and you've already heard that song at least once before. I usually get it ruined for me in Walmart. Uh, But anyway, we are going to have a VIP joining us in just a moment on the VIP line. But right now, uh, let me just get this call on because they've been waiting for a bit. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim Gilly Saffields. How you doing, Gilly? 
Great. Listening to Linda Morad. You know, where do I stop? Let me set some something straight here. You know, she talks about working together, and she made a comment about there's a lot of noise in the background when they're trying to do business, and I know what that meant. But they also, you know, she says people on the street stop and talk to her. She gives the card. She's already proven that how she talks to people on camera when she doesn't know that she's being filmed. But my main concern is, if you remember correctly, back in September, I told you guys who the next president of the city council was going to be. Yes. And that was Naomi Khan. I said that because Linda was trying to get her votes because she didn't want all the stuff that she did this past year to be changed by the next president of the city council. And that's coming true. Okay. So she sits there and everybody that she brings on that program with it, with her, they know nobody disagrees with her, but they're working together. You hear her in the council because for the people, okay. I'm, I'm so upset that it's like boiling in me right now. When people out there see what she's doing and she's look at the messes done in city council. She's been proven wrong a million times. Well, I, I do have someone on the, on the VIP line I want to get to, Gilly, but I'm going to ask you one thing, though, before we go. Uh, first of all, I want to say have a Merry Christmas. But also, it is Christmas. I want, I want you to just say one nice thing about Linda Morad before I let you go, because it's Christmas. She had a hell of a father. All right. There we go. Thank you, sir. You have a good Christmas, and we will talk again uh, next week. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, let me go now to the VIP line because we do have someone joining us. Speaking of the city council, we have city councilor at large, Ian Abreu, joining us. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing all right. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Merry Christmas to you and your family and all of your listeners from far and wide. Um, uh, I hope that everyone here in the city and just throughout the area and all those listening have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you had uh, a very happy Hanukkah um, and a happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate. I hope uh, you spend it with those who are important to you, your family, your friends. And I hope that uh, 2024, the new year is right on the horizon. I hope, I do hope it brings a lot of health, wealth, and good fortune to all of you. And from my family to yours, uh, just a very festive Merry Christmas and holiday season. What is uh, what? What is Santa bringing to to your household for for you? Not for the kids. What What did you ask Santa uh, for? Well, I don't I don't know what I'm going to get. I, I've been asking for a, a new drum set for a while, uh, and then the the deal I made with my wife is that I could get <clears throat> that drum set when the basement finally got finished. The basement isn't finished yet, so I don't think I'm getting that drum set yet. But uh, I uh, <clears throat> a little known fact about me uh, or unknown fact about me is. Uh, I'm a pretty accomplished drummer. I took it for uh, about 13 years lessons. I can read sheet music and and all that. So I'd like to get a new drum a new drum kit. That'd be important to me. It's, I think it'd be a a good way to release some steam. And another little unknown fact about me, I can play the entire just about the entire Led Zeppelin catalog on drums. Oh well, it, it seems like this uh, city council ban might be a thing. You know, council council Burgo just said, you know, he sees it as Shane Burgo and the New Bedford City Council is like the backup backup group. So, that you you could be the entire backbone of that operation because, as you know, the drummer sets the tone for everything. It does. I can keep a great backbeat like Ringo Starr. You know, just keep it going. Um, 
But uh, I enjoy drumming. So, yeah, I, I wish that uh, uh, upon Santa Claus. I don't know if I'm going to get it this year. Probably not. But, you know, honestly, uh, not to sound corny, but, you know, I, I get my excitement on seeing what my kids get. And uh, I'm not going to say what they're getting, uh, what Stan is bringing, because uh, they may be listening right now with their grandmother. So I'm not going to say anything yet because she listens to your show. So um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that you and the family have a great holiday, and uh, and we will talk soon. Thanks a bunch, Tim. I look forward to uh, spending time with you uh, over the radio and whatnot over the next year about city issues, and uh, uh, be well. Thank you. You as well. That is uh, New Bedford City Councilor Ian Abreu. And uh, well, let's see. We got some more calls coming in here, so let me just uh, squeeze one more in here, and then I'm going to have to take a break. But callers, don't hang up. We will get to you. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Shawnee. Hi, I want to wish, um, but can I wish uh, Phil Paleologos a happy, happy birthday and a happy holidays to him and his family? Absolutely. And how young is he now? <laughs> I miss Phil. <laughs> He's timeless. Anyway, um, and you, you and your listeners also, I want to wish you happy and healthy holidays. Well, much appreciated. Right back at you. I hope it's the best Christmas ever. Thank you. Right. Have a good day. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. And uh, we will take more phone calls, 508-996-0500. I just got to take this break. Before I take that break, though, uh, you're probably waking up this morning and feeling that chill in the air, and you're turning on the heat, and you're saying to yourself, why isn't the house getting any warmer? And it may be because you're having issues with your roof. If you haven't had your roof looked at in, oh, I don't know, 20 years or so, it is time to do that because roofs need work pretty much every 20 years. They also need work when you can see that there are shingles that are fading or falling off or when there's seams that are exposed or when you have wet spots developing on the other side of it. You can kind of tell when something is wrong, but maybe sometimes you can't tell if something is wrong. Call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They will come down, they will take a look at it, and they will let you know whether or not you need to replace that roof. And don't wait until the winter storms come and those ice dams form and cause more damage because that damage could end up being more costly. Call Precision Window and Kitchen now. Get them to come out and look at it before things get too nasty out there and they can get the job done in time before those storms start coming later on in the winter. You can also have them do all kinds of work in your home, replacing your windows, replacing just one pane of glass. You could even have them come in and do a kitchen or bath remodel. Imagine that being your holiday surprise for your significant other. Uh, congra uh, congratulations, Tom. Merry Christmas, honey, <laughs> and congratulations. You're getting a brand new kitchen. Um, I, would, I wouldn't mind that at all. I would love to have a new kitchen, and I would not bulk at that gift at all. So think about that if you need a little last-minute surprise. Call Precision Window and Kitchen or visit them at 1111 Acushnet Avenue. You can also go online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. Going to take a break here. When we come back on the other side, 508-996-0500. All right, it is Christmas weekend, and that means it is still time to get down to the butcher shop and get yourself something delicious for your family for the holiday. And we have Eric joining us. I know it's very busy over there, Eric. Thanks for joining us for a moment here. Oh, yeah, busy as a bastard, my friend. Really busy today, man. One of these days. Whew. Well, What's going uh, on to me? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right, man. Just busy cutting. Cutting a lot of meat already. What, what do they get you cutting today? Uh, ribeyes, tomahawk. I'm cutting everything today. I'm grinding burger. We're going bananas down here. What what uh, what what specials do you have on the weekend here to get people to come down and have uh, something dude, everything's really special good. here, my my friend. Everything, people included. I got fillets. I got I got everything. Prime ribs flying out the window, my man. Yeah, that seems to be the number one thing everybody wants for Christmas, right? Actually, no, it's not. It's fillets this year. Really? 
Everybody's going bananas for fillets. Do you have any price? It's what it is, and hey, I got nice quality. Come on down. All right, and of course they can get everything they need for the holidays down there. It's not just about the meat. You have all kinds of great stuff at the butcher shop. I got shop. a lot of wine, port wine. This is the season. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants a little bit of sweet after the prime ribs. It's nice. I got it all. Sounds good to me. All right, what are you having for Christmas dinner? Prime rib, ham, a little bit of everything, my man. There you go. Well, I'll, I want to let you get back to work. I thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'll talk to you, Timmy. Have a good Christmas, you yeah. and everybody out there. You as well. Take care. Merry All Christmas. Right. See you later, brother. Bye-bye. That is Eric over at the Butcher Shop. They are furiously busy over there. I'm glad he could join us just for a moment because I want to give him a chance to say Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And, uh, of course, get on over there and get your holiday meal before... The holiday is actually here. The Butcher Shop is located at 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford, and they do have everything you could possibly need for the holiday over there. And uh, that port wine sounds really good to me. If I show up with that at the family Christmas, oh, I'll be the hero. I think i got to make a stop over there a little bit later on today. All right, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Jim. The hoax that wants to give everybody in New Bedford a merry, merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Merry Christmas to you as well. Did Did you see that? Ho- what you're going to do when the pythons come down the chimney and grab a hold of you <laughs> and give you a gift? <laughs> did you see that uh, Hulk Hogan actually uh, was baptized the other day? Yeah. You yeah. know, I saw... Uh, uh, I saw a podcast between him and Brogan, uh, uh, and mm-hmm. it's pretty candid. If you get a chance to to look at that, it's pretty interesting. He talked about like the wrestling and him coming in the full circle and, and stuff like that. And some of the stuff that he's talking about was like in Puerto Rico in the beginning, like in the 80s and stuff. How crazy that stuff is down in Puerto Rico back then. Well, I, I had uh, I, I had the, the clip there where he was talking about wrestling in Fall River. But I'll also say this, too. Um, I'm going to see The Iron Claw later on tonight, the movie about the Von Erichs. So I'll, uh, I'll let you know next week oh. what I think about that. Where are you going to see that? Uh, it's playing at uh, the AMC Theater in Dartmouth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it came out. Well, today it officially was released today, but they they had they had it playing last night. So, all right. Well, you have a merry Christmas. All right, Jim. We'll catch you later. Maybe we'll talk about the uh, the uh, pay per view coming up. Uh, was it uh, Crown Jewel? Is it? Ah, no. Next, I think the next thing is the Royal Rumble. My favorite one of the year. Oh, yeah, Royal Rumble. My favorite one. All oh, right. That's going to be interesting. My you have a good one. Christmas. I'll talk to you. Merry Christmas, bro. Take it easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I do have to take one last break. The callers are, the, the phone lines are lit up. Callers, hang on. I will get to you. I just got to get this break out of the way so that we don't miss it. We'll be right back. And welcome back in. Let's get these calls in before we run out of time. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. This is Anthony from the fire department. How are you today? Good morning, sir. How are you? Yes, good. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And also to let your listeners know to go to the New Bedford Fire Department Facebook page. We're running the 12 Days of Holiday Safety. We work together this year with our police department for New Bedford as well as EMS to bring you some safety tips for the holiday season. Excellent, excellent. And yeah, yeah. So that's right on the Fire Department's Facebook page? Yes, yes, it is. Go there. You'll see all the safety tips. We've been running the 12 Days of Holiday Safety. 
What What would you say is the number one tip, though, that you can you can share with everybody? The number one tip is the one I did: stop, drop, and roll with Kyder Brook School, the students. Uh, but the number one uh, tip for this time of season: uh, don't overload circuits with lights and also cooking safety. Uh, we want to make sure we don't have any cooking fires over the holiday season. There you go. Yes, the firefighters would like to not have to come to your house for Christmas. Please, right. please make that the case. All and right. If you have a fire in your oven, leave it in there. It's not going anywhere. Call us. We'll go. If it looks good, we'll try it for you. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, that's that's yes. it, as long as they don't burn the the turkey. You know, you that's you guys right. are happy to take it off their hands. Yep. And All we right. brought Santa Claus back to the airport. He said he had a great time with you, and he wanted to let little Joey Xavier know that he's on the good list. He's he's the best. He was so awesome hanging out with. Yes, he said he had a great time with you. Is that, is that Johnny OneNote out there at the window? Merry Christmas, uh, and Merry Christmas to you, sir, and uh, we will Merry talk Christmas again. Weisberg. Thank you. We'll talk to you next year. Take care. And right, bye-bye. let's get one more in here in the final few moments that we have. We've got, we've got people coming by the window. We've got all kinds of... Holiday wishes happening. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Blessed and happy holiday to WBSM listeners, and I hope you enjoyed that Agrisa cheese roll yesterday. Oh, it was fantastic. Thank you. It hit the spot for sure. Love you too. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. And uh, we we do have a few moments remaining here. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Chris will be with you coming up uh, in the next hour. And he'll be with you until noon. Then we will have Bill O'Reilly and then Barry Richard will be here. And then this is your last chance to call up and argue with Barry before the end of the year because he'll be, uh, he'll be on vacation next week. So if you want to mix it up with Barry Richard or if you just want to call up and wish him a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, uh, he'll be with you this afternoon. And then he's off next week. Brian Thomas will be in covering for him. And, uh, of course, we'll all be off on Monday for Christmas, which is fine because you shouldn't be sitting around listening to WBSM anyway. You should be spending time with your loved ones or at least enjoying the holiday in, in your own way. So, But we will have um, NFL football for you pretty much all weekend. The NFL has decided, you know what, we're taking over the holidays. They had already owned Thanksgiving. Now they have games on Christmas Eve. They have games on Christmas Day. So you'll have uh, all kinds of NFL action to, to uh, stay in touch with. And, of course, we're not going to be here on Saturday night with Spooky South Coast because the NFL is on Saturday night and next week as well. So uh, we'll be back sometime in January, and we will have uh, hopefully our 18th anniversary show. I just, I've got to take some time off in, in, in January for some, some medical things. So uh, the Spooky South Coast schedule will depend on that for sure.